Topic 1.6 Developments in Europe I should not wish to be Aristotle if this were to separate me from Christ. Peter Ablaw, Letter 17, 1141 The essential question, how did the beliefs and practices of the predominant religions, agricultural practices and political decentralization affect European society from 1200 to 1450? As the Roman Empire declined in power in the 5th and 6th centuries, Western Europe entered the Middle Ages, sometimes called the Medieval Period. Throughout Europe, trade declined, intellectual life receded, and the united Roman state was replaced with smaller kingdoms that frequently fought one another for control of territory. In response, the European kings, lords and peasants worked out agreements to provide for common defence. Only the Roman Catholic Church <clears throat> remained powerful in most of Europe and Roman times to the 16th century. Feudalism, <clears throat> Political and Social Systems European civilization in the Middle Ages was characterized by a decentralized political organization based on a system of exchange of land for loyalty known as feudalism. Lacking a strong government, people needed some protection from bandits, rival lords and invaders such as Vikings from Northern Europe. The core of feudalism was a system of mutual obligations. A monarch, usually a king, granted tracts of lands called fiefs to lords. In return, the lord became the king's vassal, a person who owed service to another person of higher status. Lords then provided land to knights. In return, knights became vassals of the lord and pledged to fight for the lord or king. Lords provided land and protection to peasants. In return, peasants were obligated to farm the Lord's land and provide the Lord with crops and livestock and to obey the Lord's orders. Feudalism provided some security for peasants, equipment for warriors and land to those who served a Lord. Since the entire system was based on agriculture, wealth was measured in land rather than in cash. The feudal system incorporated a code of chivalry, an unwritten set of rules for conduct focusing on honour, courtesy and bravery as a way to resolve disputes. Since women were be to be protected, the code put them on a pedestal while not investing them with any significant additional importance. In practice, women did not have many rights. <coughs> Manorial System Large fiefs or estates were also referred to as manors. The manorial system provided economic self-sufficiency and defense. The manor produced everything that people living on it required, limiting the need for trade or contact with outsiders. Many serfs spent their entire lives on a single manor, little aware of the events in the rest of Europe. Manor grounds were small villages that often included a church, a blacksmith's shop, a mill, a wine press. They included homes of peasants known as serfs. 
Serfs, while not slaves, were tied to the land. This meant they could not travel without permission from their lords, nor could they marry without their lords' approval. In exchange for protection provided by the lord of the manor, they paid tribute in the form of crops, labour, or, in rare cases, coins. Children born to serfs also became serfs. As both climate and technology slowly improved, the amount of arable or farmable land gradually increased. Agriculture became more efficient near the end of the Middle Ages. The three-field system, in which crops were rotated through three fields, came into use. One field was planted with wheat or rye crops that provided food. A second field was planted with legumes such as peas, lentils or beans. These made the fertile foil fertile by adding nitrogen to it. A third field was allowed to remain fallow or unused each year. Technological developments included windmills and new types of ploughs. Heavier ploughs with wheels worked well in the dense soil of the northern Alps, while lighter ploughs worked better in southern Europe. These changes promoted population growth, political trends, and the latter Middle Ages. In the latter Middle Ages, monarchies grew more powerful at the expense of feudal lords by employing their own bureaucracy and a military. These employees worked directly for the king or queen. In contrast, in modern countries such as the United States, bureaucrats and soldiers work for the country, not the chief executive. These lands, these monarchs called under their control, particularly in England and France, were beginning to look like the modern countries of Europe. France King Philip II, ruled 1180-1223, was the first to develop a real bureaucracy. Yet it was not until Philip IV, who ruled from 1285 to 1314, that the first Estates General met. The Estates General was a body to advise the king that included representatives from each of the three legal classes or estates in France, the clergy, the nobility, and the commoners. Although the French kings consulted this estate's general when necessary, they did not extract regular taxes from the upper two estates, the clergy and nobility. Consequently, the estate's general had little power. The clergy and nobility felt little responsibility to protect a government that they were not financing a problem that only continued to increase in France up to the eve of the French Revolution of 1789. Holy Roman Empire The German king Otto I was crowned Holy Roman Emperor in 1962, harking back to Charlemagne's designation as Emperor of the Romans, 962. Otto's successor survives the power struggle with the papacy over the lay investiture controversy of the 11th and 12th centuries. This dispute was over whether a certain secular, non-religious leader, rather than the Pope, could invest bishops with the symbols of office. 
It was finally resolved at the Condat of Worms in 1122 when the Church advised autonomy from secular authorities. The Holy Roman Empire remained vibrant until it was virtually destroyed during the Thirty Years' War, 1618-1684. It lingered on but with little power. The empire came to a formal end when the French leader Napoleon invaded Central Europe in 1806. Norman England the Normans were descendants of the Vikings who settled in northwestern France, a region known as Normandy. In 1066, a Norman king, William the Conqueror, successfully invaded England. This gave him kingdoms on both sides of the English Channel. He presided over a tightly organized feudal system using royal sheriffs as his administrative officials. The fusion of Norman and Anglo-Saxons created the modern English people. Many English nobles objected to the power of William and succeeded Norman monarchs. These nobles forced limits on power. In 1215, they forced King John to sign the Magna Carta, which required the king to respect certain rights, such as the right to a jury trial before a noble could be sentenced to prison. They also won the right to be consulted on the issue of a tax paid on a knight who wanted to pay money instead of provide military service. Finally, the first English Parliament was formed in 1265. These developments increased the rights of the English nobility, but not of the general population. In the first full parliamentary meeting in 1265, the House of Lords represented the nobles and church hierarchy, while the House of Commons was made up of elected representatives of wealthy townspeople. Eventually, the power of these two legislative bodies in England became stronger than that of similar bodies in the European continent. The Hundred Years' War Between 1337 and 1453, rival monarchies of England and France fought a series of battles known as the Hundred Years' War. English archers armed with longbows about six feet long helped win several early victories. However, by the end of the conflict, the English retained only the port of Cialis in France. Two other important results of the war were on how people saw themselves and how they fought. On each side, serving under a monarchy fostered a sense of unity among soldiers who often spoke distinct languages or dialects. The war marked another step towards people identifying themselves as English or French rather than from a particular region. The war also demonstrated the spread use of gunpowder weapons. Gunpowder had been invented by the Chinese and spread west by the Mongols. Christians versus Muslims in addition to conquering England, the Normans also conquered Sicily, taking control of the Mediterranean island from Muslims. Muslims had conquered Spain in the 8th century. From that time, Christians had wanted to reconquer it. This effort, called the Reconquista, occurred over many centuries. It was finally completed in 1492. Roman Catholic Church during the Middle Ages 
and 1054 the Christian church in Europe divided into two branches and in a split called the Great Schism. The Roman Catholic Church continued to dominate most of Europe for another five centuries while the Orthodox Church was powerful further east from Greece to Russia. The Roman Catholic Church was the most powerful institution in a Europe divided into hundreds of small political states. Often the church staff were the only people in a community who knew how to read and write. If common people needed something written or read, they asked a church official to do it. Most manors had a small church and a priest on grounds. Christianity provided a shared identity even as vernacular languages, once spoken by the people in a region, emerged to replace Latin. Education and Art the church established the first universities in Europe. Because the church led in the areas of education, most philosophers, writers and other thinkers of the Middle Ages were all religious leaders. All artists worked for the church. Most artwork focused on religious themes which provided images to help illiterate, illiterate serfs understand the Bible. Church and State the church held great power in the feudal system. If the Lord displeased the church, it could pressure the Lord in various ways. For example, a local bishop might cancel religious services for his serfs. This angered the serfs, who would demand that the Lord give in to the bishop. Like the Roman Catholic Empire, like the Roman Catholic Church had an extensive hierarchy of regional leaders. The regional religious leaders, called bishops, owed allegiance to the Pope, the supreme bishop in Rome. The bishops also selected and supervised local priests. Monasticism Although some Christian clergy withdrew to monasteries to meditate and pray, they remained part of the economics of the Western Europe. The monasteries had the same economic functions of agriculture and protection as other manors. Women were permitted to become nuns and exerted their influence in monasteries of the Catholic Church. Reform Although the clergy took vows of poverty and supported charities in their communities, the clergy also wielded considerable political influence, and some monasteries became quite wealthy. Wealth and political power led to corruption during the 3rd and 14th centuries. Eventually, corruption as well as theological disagreements drove reformers such as Martin Luther to take stands that would shatter the unity of the Roman Catholic Church in the 16th centuries. Christian Crusades just as Europeans fought to drive Muslims out of Sicily and Spain, they also sought to reclaim Holy, the center of the Holy Land, this region to Palestine in the Middle East that contained sites of spiritual significance to Jews, Christians and Muslims. European Christians had enjoyed access to these lands for centuries, even after they came under the control of Muslims. Social and economic trends of the 11th century added to the pressure among Europeans to invade the Middle East. Rules of primogeniture, under which the eldest son in a family inherited his entire estate, left a generation of younger sons with little access to wealth and land. The landed nobles and military campaign to 
set away to divert the ambition of these restless nobles, as well as unemployed peasants who often pillaged the lands of neighbouring lords. Furthermore, merchants desired unfettered access to trade routes through the Middle East. The combination of these religious, social and economic pressures resulted in the Crusades, a series of European military campaigns in the Middle East between 1095 and the 1200s. Politics shaped the conduct of the Crusades. Tensions between the Pope and King strengthened the intention of the Roman Catholic Church to take control. The Church also used its spiritual authority to recruit believers. It granted relief from required acts of atonement and penance and even promised people they would reach heaven sooner if they joined a crusade. Support came for the orthodox branch of Christianity as well. Alarmed by the news of a persecution of Christian pilgrims by Siljic Turks, the Orthodox Patriarch of Constantinople appealed to Pope Urban II to help retake the Holy Land from Islamic control. <coughs> the First Crusade Of the four major crusades, the only was the first one was a clear victory for Christendom. The European army conquered Jerusalem in July of 1099. However, Muslim forces under Saladin regained control of Jerusalem in 1187. The Crusades did promote cultural exchange between Europe and the Middle East. The Middle East had a higher standard of living, and European Crusaders increased the demand for Middle Eastern goods. The Fourth Crusade During the fourth and last major crusade, 1202-1204, Venice, a wealthy city-state in northern Italy, had a contract to transport crusaders to the Middle East, an area known as Levant. However, Venice was not paid for all of what was due, so the Venetians persuaded the crusade debtors first to sack Zara, an Italian city, and then Constantinople, a major trade competitor for Venice. The Fourth Crusade never made it to the Holy Land. Eventually, Islamic forces prevailed in the Levant. Economic and Social Change <clears throat> The Crusades were just part of the changes occurring in Europe in the late Middle Ages. Local economic self-sufficiency in Europe gradually gave way to an interest in goods from other European areas and from far-flung ports. Marco Polo In the late 13th century, Marco Polo, an Italian native from Venice, visited the court of Kublai Khan in Dardu, modern-day Beijing. Polo's captivating descriptions of customs of the people he met intrigued Europeans. For example, he described how Mongols had multiple marriages, drank Mars milk, burned black stones, which was coal, to heat their homes, and bathed frequently, often three times per week. Curiosity about Asia skyrocketed, stimulating interest in cartography or map-making. Social change The growth in long-distance commerce changed the social pyramid of Western Europe. Economic success started to rival religious vocation or military service in winning status. This middle class between the elite nobles and clergy 
and the mass of peasants began to grow. Known as the bourgeoisie or the burghers, it included shopkeepers, merchants, craft people and small landholders. Urban growth. With renewed commerce came larger cities. The change to the three-field system and other advances in agriculture led to population growth in the Middle Ages. This agricultural surplus encouraged the growth of towns and of markets that could operate more frequently than just on holidays. As the demand for more labour on the manors increased, the supply decreased. A series of severe plagues swept through Eurasia in the 14th century. In Europe, an outbreak of bubonic plague known as the Black Death killed as many as one-third of the population. The growing demand for labour and the deaths of so many gave serfs more bargaining power with the lords. Urban growth was hampered after 1300 by a five-century cooling of the climate known as the Little Ice Age. Lower temperatures reduced agricultural productivity, so people had less to trade and cities grew more slowly. The Little Ice Age led to an increase in disease and an increase in unemployment. These in turn created social unrest. The crime rate increased and Jews and other groups that already faced discrimination were the victims of scapegoating, being blamed for something which they had no control. Jews During the Middle Ages, <clears throat> a small Jewish population in Christian Europe began to grow. Many Jews lived in Muslim areas in the Iberian Peninsula, present-day Spain and Portugal, and around the Mediterranean Sea, when these areas were overtaken by European Christians. In time, Jews who could afford to move northward in Europe. Some political leaders, particularly in Amsterdam and other commercial cities, welcomed them since they brought valuable experience in business and trade. The Roman Catholic Church also had a policy that Christians could not charge interest on loans with other Christians. However, Jews were not bound by this restriction. With few other economic opportunities, many northern Jews became money lenders. The result increase in the flow of money contributed to the economic growth in Europe. However, anti-Jewish sentiment or anti-Semitism was widespread among Christians. They thought of Jews as outsiders and untrustworthy. Jews were expelled from England in 1290, expelled from France in 1394, and expelled from Spain in 1492, and Portugal in 1497, as well as from various independent kingdoms and cities in Northern and Central Europe. Jews expelled from Western and Central Europe often moved to Eastern Europe. While Jews had lived in this region since the first century, their numbers increased greatly because of the expulsions. <coughs> Muslims like Jews, Muslims faced discrimination in Europe. In 1492, the Spanish king expelled the remaining Muslims in a kingdom who would not convert to Christianity. Many Muslims moved to southeastern Europe. In the 13th century, the Muslim Ottoman Empire expanded its reach from Turkey into the Balkan countries of present-day Albania, Kosovo and Bosnia-Herzegovina. 
these countries developed large Muslim populations. While Europe was predominantly Christian, and despite their persecution, both Jews and Muslims helped to shape society. Unlike most people in Europe in the Middle Ages, Jews lived in urban areas and they served as a bridge between Christians and Muslims whose goods they desired in trade. Contacts with traders and Muslim caliphates who opened up for a world of trade and ideas for Europeans who had been long self-sufficient and isolated under feudalism. Gender Roles Women found their rights eroding as a wave of patriarchal thinking and writing accompanied the movement from an agricultural society to a more urban one. Even fewer women than men received an education. Although women often managed manor accounts, one place where women had greater opportunities to display their skills in administration and leadership was in religious orders. Some women became artists and members of guilds, associations of craft people and merchants, although not all had property rights. Women in Islamic societies tended to enjoy higher levels of equality, particularly in parts of Africa and Southeast Asia. Renaissance the expansion of trade and the growth of an agricultural surplus and the rise of a middle class able to patronize artists sparked the great creativity in Europe. The Renaissance was a period characterized by a revival of interest in classical Greek and Roman literature, art, culture and civic virtue. Scholars recovered and studied decayed manuscripts that had been written many centuries earlier. Developed in 1439, Johannes Gutenberg's movable type printing press initiated a revolution in print technology. The printing press allowed manuscripts to be mass-produced at a relatively affordable cost. It fostered the growth in literacy and the rapid spread of ideas. One characteristic of the Renaissance was the interest in humanism, the focus on individuals rather than God. Humanists sought education and reform. They began to write secular literature. Cultural changes in the Renaissance, such as the increased use of the vernacular language, propelled the rise of powerful monarchies and the centralization of governments and the birth of nationalism. Southern Renaissance in the regions of Italy and Spain, church patronage supported the Renaissance. For example, the writer Dante Alighieri used a religious framework for the Divine Comedy, which features hell, purgatory and heaven. Nevertheless, his fearlessness in criticizing corrupt religious officials and his willingness to use Italian vernacular instead of Latin reflected his independence from the Roman Catholic Church. Wealthy families, such as the Medicis of Florence, used their monies to support painters, sculptors and architects. Northern Renaissance By the 1400s, Renaissance spirit spread to the Northern Europe. While many Renaissance artists emphasized piety in their works, others emphasized human concerns. Geoffrey Chaucer, in writing the Canterbury Tales in the late 1300s, portrayed a microcosm of middle-class occupations in England, including several church positions. His satirical writings portrayed monks who loved hunting and overly sentimental nuns. Like Dante a century earlier, Chaucer chose the vernacular Middle English for this work, although many of his other writings were in Latin. 
origins of Russia. During the late Middle Ages in Eastern Europe, extensive trade in furs, fish and grain connected people from Scandinavia to the Mediterranean to Central Asia. The city-state at the center of this trade was the Kievan Rus, based in what is today Kiev, Ukraine. Because it adopted Orthodox Christianity, it maintained a closer cultural relationships with Byzantium than with the Roman Catholic Church in Europe. In the 13th century, the Mongols overtook this region, so it developed even more separately from the rest of Europe. The Mongols required local nobles to collect taxes for them. As these nobles grew wealthy, their roles began to resist Mongol rule. In the late 15th century, under the leadership of Moscow-based ruler known as Ivan the Great, the region became independent of the Mongols. This marked the beginning of the modern state of Russia.